What's going on guys? Part three of the social anxiety series. If you don't know how to have social anxiety, you will by the time this episode is over with. It's going to be so much fun. Now we've talked about mindset so far. We've talked about body language. Now we're going to talk about the power of silence. So if and when you get super uncomfortable around others, you can always fall back on silence. It's a very powerful tool that you can pull out whenever you need it. Sometimes we think that we need to talk to claim a portion of the interaction, but that's just not true. We can be actively engaged in the conversation without really saying much at all. As long as we can make people feel like we're listening, that's all they really care about. So being the quiet person puts you in a position of power. You can freely observe others and get a feel for their rhythms, their quirks, their nonverbals, and this is much harder to do when you're talking. So training yourself to observe others closely, it also tames that impulse that we all have to speak all the time. It's almost like a compulsion that most people have, like an overwhelming sense that they have to say something and they have to tell their story, they have to make their joke. They spend the whole interaction feeling this anxiety that something bad's gonna happen if they don't put their two cents in. And if this is you, is it any wonder why you struggle with social anxiety? You know, you're so worried about what other people think of you and you're so desperate to jump in and change their perception that their viewpoint is all that you think about. So the best advice, hands down, that I've ever gotten in terms of communication comes from Stephen Covey. He is the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And somewhere in that book, I can't, I can't for the life of me find the quote, but somewhere he said something that has been the guiding light of every interaction for me um, since then. He said, listen with the intention of understanding. Okay, not waiting to talk, not waiting to respond, not trying to figure out what you're going to say next. Just try to understand that person. It seems simple, but it's an incredibly powerful mindset to adopt. And I've been talking a lot lately about how much all of our communication is aimed at getting ahead somehow. We like to talk to impress one another. We say things that signal the qualities that we, uh, we want others to know we have. We try to show off our knowledge or kindness or values or status as a potential ally, whatever it is. We do all this because of those tribal instincts that kept our long dead ancestors alive back in the day and turned them into the most successful species on the planet. Now, by signaling our virtues and qualities to other people, we, we let them know why they should form an alliance with us. The more alliances we form, the better. A strong network makes us a lot more powerful. Even though the stakes aren't typically for survival anymore, we intuitively do know that the stronger our social connections are, the more likely we are to get what we want. So we're actually programmed to form these connections with other people. Early humans were not very likely to live long without friends and guaranteed not to pass along their genes without other people, right? So we may like to think that we're evolved, but at the end of the day, we're still running around on the same hardware that our cave-dwelling great-grandparents had. So given the importance of social skills to our ancestors' survival, is it any wonder that we have a lot of anxiety around those communication skills? It's an important game, you know? Even people who say that they're above the power struggles and don't engage with that kind of behavior, they're still playing along. They're just, they're playing a little bit differently, you know? By saying that, they're trying to signal to other people that they're trustworthy, they're, they're not conniving, and they're not you know, trying to manipulate people. They're transparent, they're, they're intelligent, whatever. All these are great qualities to advertise to potential allies, if you ask me, which sounds a lot like you're manipulating um, the system just, just a little bit. So for today, we're gonna talk about, or we're gonna focus on our listening skills. So 
when people struggle with social anxiety, it's really easy to get sucked into this idea of wanting to impress the other humans, you know? We want to show off and advertise our value, and in the not-so-distant past, this would have looked like a bunch of chimps hopping around, throwing food, and screaming playfully. You know, we like to think that we've evolved past that kind of... Seek, um, we like to think that we've evolved past that kind of attention-seeking behavior, but the reality is that we've only become a little bit more sophisticated in how we go about doing it. Whether we realize it or not, on some level, we tend to see conversation as a competition. We all want to be seen as valuable, and the easiest way to do that is by impressing our peers with what we have to say. We want to be funny, we want to be engaging, we want to be popular, etc. Even people who make a point of not being popular and going their own rebellious way are still virtue signaling to some extent. I have to say that that's definitely me, if I'm being honest. I make a point to show up for important meetings in jeans and a t-shirt. I record videos for millions of people to see wearing a baseball hat and in Anubis, <clears throat> and in Anubis necklace. Like I wear the same old pair of worn out tennis shoes every single day. And um, even if I'm on a, a date or like at a business meeting, it's, it's not because I don't understand the value of changing my appearance to suit the situation. Not at all. It's a way of brushing off societal expectations and showing that my value comes from something besides the perception of other people, right? Now, what does that do exactly? Well, for one thing, it weeds out materialistic people pretty quickly. If somebody's very focused on appearance, they're not going to click very well with me, right? So that's really a way for me to find my tribe and to get rid of anyone who doesn't align with my values. So we all do this with everything. And everything we do is a way of signaling who we are. And conversation is not any different, right? This is why we feel so much pressure to be good conversationalists. If you're somebody who struggles with social anxiety, you likely feel like you need to say the right thing at the right time. And like that you need to display your value in every conversation. When people aren't interested in your story or you get interrupted, you feel slighted. When your joke doesn't land, when you feel, you feel like you failed. When you say something awkward, your primitive brain gets scared that you're going to get kicked out of the group and lose your mating opportunity. Because of all of this, there's a lot of pressure to try to show off and make others like you in conversation. And what I want you to take away from today's show is the power of getting out of your own head a little bit. When you're stuck in the unconscious struggle for power, it can get you all kind of messed up and out of whack. When you start floundering and trying to get your joke in and trying to tell a story, you come across as desperate. The absolute last impression you want to make to others is that of neediness. You know, being too needy will have others shuffling away from you faster than coughing on an elevator these days. So good listening skills are going to get you much further than good speaking skills ever will. People are inherently self-centered, in case you haven't noticed, and the more you play into their sense of importance, the better they'll feel around you. Obviously, you can quickly go overboard with this. If you make a show of stoking their ego or showering them with compliments and agreeing with everything that comes out of their mouth, it comes across as disingenuous and manipulative. A light dose of flattery at just the right time can definitely go a long way towards ingratiating someone to you. But for this to appear authentic, it should be spontaneous and as genuine as possible. Making others feel heard is a much more sustainable strategy than flattery is. Plus, it doesn't make you look like a sycophant. Remember, though, the point of this is not to look like you're listening, but to actually understand what's being said. This takes letting go of whatever responses are flooding through your head long enough to process what they're trying to say. 
and implies asking meaningful questions to clarify things that you're uncertain of. The feeling of having someone's undivided attention is both rare and intoxicating. I would imagine that this has always been the case, but especially in this day and age. Everyone seems to constantly be on their phones, having multiple conversations at once. And what's more is people will respond to text messages while you're talking and insist that they're still listening to you and just wait for you to finish talking once they formulated their response. I had an ex who did that and we used to get into really big fights because I would start talking and she would jump on Facebook. And like, it really doesn't feel good when you know the other person isn't listening. So become one of those rare people who does listen. It gives you an edge over everyone else. Learning to listen has a double effect of training you to slow down and to stay calm in social situations, and also of making others gravitate towards you somewhat. We all want to be heard, and we all want to be appreciated. So can you imagine getting back from a first date and going, ah, oh, it's awful. All I did was talk about myself all night. No, of course not. Like, we love people that listen to us. We love people that get us to talk about ourselves. I want you guys to start practicing this every day and develop your listening skills. I will warn you that there is a point of diminishing returns. Any meaningful relationship is going to have to be a two-way street, obviously. Being a good listener doesn't mean that you no longer have the need to communicate your side of the story. After you get good at this skill, it is worthwhile to also begin learning how to assert yourself in a conversation. So for coaching purposes, I would advise that you focus on one skill at a time. If you try to listen more and also practice being assertive, you can easily get those two confused. So remember, if you leave a conversation feeling like you should have said a little bit more, that's not a loss, right? It's just a learning opportunity. As you spend more time actually paying attention to how you communicate, you'll start to get a feel for the rhythm and the, the flow of the dynamics. And beginning with listening also helps you develop a bird's eye view of the territory before you start trying to dive in and navigate through the more complicated terrain because figuring out what to say and when can be difficult. But if you have a good sense of how the dynamics with those people work to begin with, then you're off to a good start. Understand that you're going to go through two phases of development in this journey, though. At first, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. Then you'll start to get the hang of it. And after that, you'll catch yourself slipping back into old habits. And when you recommit, you'll be significantly better than you were before. And eventually, it's going to become second nature. And that's when you're ready to pull back a little bit, right? I used to think that always being a good listener was the way to go. But eventually, you'll get to the same point I did. And you'll start feeling like other people are taking advantage of the attention that you give them. And this is to be expected, but it's not to be feared. Through practice and thoughtful self-reflection, you'll also learn to set good boundaries. And that's especially valuable in personal relationships. I don't advise creating a dynamic amongst friends or romantic partners where you patiently listen to everything they have to say and they don't do the same for you. That's ridiculous. So these, re these relationships still require you to play certain games to keep the dynamic healthy, but they shouldn't feel like a battleground. You spend all day at work maneuvering, strategizing, playing games with people. You don't want to keep that up when you get home, right? So don't get so wrapped up in the drama of other people that you lose sight of your own needs and your own values. Now, another benefit of learning to listen is that you'll start to realize how little attention other people are really paying to you in the first place. You'll start to become a lot less self-conscious because eventually it's going to click that other people are not listening and they're not really thinking about anybody but themselves. So even when they do think of you, it's usually through the lens of the impression that they're making of you. This is not an indictment of a narcissistic culture. You will find people who love the fact that you genuinely listen to them, but are also ready to give that energy back to you. It won't be everything, but they are worth looking for. In the meantime, work on yourself as much as you can. I'd like to paraphrase Seneca here and advise that you mold your character 
form the ideal version of yourself and raise yourself up to the heights of the best examples that you can find. Embarking on the journey of self-discovery can be long and tedious, but it takes you to a lot of interesting places and it puts you in harmony with people and experiences that you never would have had access to before. So thank you guys for listening. Good luck. I'll see you soon. If you're not on my TikTok already, that is a place to be. I'm up to a pretty decent number of followers. And I mean, there's just there's daily content that comes out there. That's part of the reason that I have slowed down the podcast just a little bit, just because I'm making content for other sources. Also, if you head to my Facebook group, which is linked in that uh, the bio of my TikTok page, there is some free training coming up, some free coaching. And yeah, lots of good stuff happening, guys. Reach out to me if you have any questions, anything that you want me to cover or anything that you're struggling with, and I will see you soon.